coming to you live on tape from the beautiful Campbell Bell Building on the Square in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Robison, and you have found us once again on your internet radio dial. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, right here on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X, the place where the people of Northwest Arkansas come to hear excellent people doing excellent things. And I know you're like me. You carry an appreciation for Northwest Arkansas. You think that we're absolutely blessed to be doing life here, just as I do every single day. I love this area of the state. And I love the conversations that we get to have with great people. We've got one right here to my left. Uh, this is Becca Ferguson. Becca is a therapist in Northwest Arkansas. She comes highly recommended by someone very special to me, but I'm going to leave that there. And uh, so excited that you're here on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you're here. We've had some really interesting conversation getting started yeah. this morning. And so sounds like you are a, a Jane of all trades and... Um, You've done quite a bit, right? Just a little bit. Yeah, I've been in pretty much every career field that you can be in except for construction. Really? Unless you count that birdhouse that I did when I was in third grade. There you go. Never mind. Done everything. I could totally see you like on the back of a jackhammer. Just like. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't good on a go-go stick, so I don't think I'd be good on a jackhammer. See, yeah, yeah. I tried to play with a pogo stick once and decided a jackhammer was never for me. Oh, yeah. Pogo sticks can jack you up, especially. They can. You know, Why did they have those toys? I have no idea. It was almost like it was like when we were kids. Yeah. Or, well, I'm, I'm probably a little older than yep. you, but when I was a kid, it was uh, if you could survive your childhood, yes. then you yes. sort of earned a rite of passage to continue living. Absolutely, it was the things that you ate, all the processed foods, yeah. as well as all the toys that you had. Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise I'm alive. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt, I can remember that. You know, like like one time, uh, my my, my son accidentally like swallowed a dime and my, yeah. my dad was just like, Hey, it's cool. Like it's if, if he craps out two nickels, then you've got yep. something to be worried about. Right. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. My kid never made change. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he was a good kid. And of so, course. You know, anyway, of Hey, we got a little sidetracked there. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to this in your car, you probably enjoying that just a little bit. So let's go ahead and get down to business. Becca Ferguson, uh, tell us about your practice. Tell us about the yeah. patients that you like to see and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm the owner of the therapy office in Springdale, and the therapy office, actually, it's themed after the office TV show. Cool. And so... Um, I talk about my husband a lot, but the only thing that we have in common is that TV show. And so (laughs) like, we don't like a lot of things at the same time, um, but we (laughs) love the office. And so when I was coming up for a name for it, I was like renewing minds, um, you know, like spring of happiness Uh or Brain power shenanigans. I don't know oh, what I kind of like that. Brain power shenanigans. Well, you know, he just looked at me. He said, why don't you just call it the therapy office? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> 
dude, seriously, why do you have to have all of the good ideas yeah, just like that? So. My wife's the same way. She just, yeah. it's like this stuff just pours out of her, right? Yes. She, she teaches first through fourth graders all yeah. day. In fact, last night she was out camping with about 40 of oh, them from geez, her school Louise. because it's something that they do at her school. It's, it, yeah. it was incredible. I went up there just to bring her a pillow and all this stuff. Yeah. And, but, all these kids. And I'm just like, there's no way I could do that. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know how teachers do it. I, I really don't know don't. how it, teachers know. I, anyone that's under 18 is usually not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, so, cause I, I used to work with teenagers um, yeah. in a church setting okay. and I realized like, I love Jesus, but not enough to work with teenagers. Yeah. And yeah. so, you I know, that. it was a, it's the parents yeah. that make the, make it or break it for uh-huh. me, you know? And so it, it was a difficult um, transition, but yeah, I primarily work with um, adult women. Okay. That are in the helping profession. Mm. So I love working with therapists. I kind of branded myself as the therapist that works with therapists. Nice. And so I love working with, you know, anybody that works in like hospitals, teaching settings, anything of that nature. That's mm-hmm. something that's really, really important to me um, because helpers just don't have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of put in this area where we're just supposed to help people all the time and we don't have like the space to be able to give ourselves what we need. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I found that to be true as well. I also have a, a history in ministry. I, I led a yeah. church, went, I did the youth pastor thing, worship leader thing, yeah. all of that. And it's remarkable because, um, you know, if, if you're in leadership at a church, you're living that most every day, yep. whereas most people leave church on Sunday and then they don't think about it again until either Wednesday night or the following Sunday, whereas you're leading all the time. You're, mm-hmm. you're discipling, shaping, forming, guiding people. And when you're constantly giving something away, mm-hmm. you've got to have a source to refill you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my question, you know, you work in ministry. So here's the real question. How many tables did you set up while you were working in you? ministry that was their, your main job wasn't it yeah, was setting I up tables? So. Well, yeah you know we actually did this really cool thing <laughs> where we set up what we called a youth house oh yeah and so we just brought in old couches and chairs oh, that nice. no one wanted anymore yep. that uh that didn't stink oh yeah um, and the springs hit yeah. them in the butt all yeah, the time exactly oh, as yeah. long as it didn't smell like their dirty cat we would take it <laughs> just smelled like teenagers right That's all oh yeah was. right they've got their own distinct smells <laughs> I, it's like they should be wearing deodorant but they choose not to you know, right yeah, and, and then they're like, they, they get a hold of something like Axe Body Spray, oh, and they're like, gosh, oh, yeah. this is purdy. Mm. The problem is, Axe Body Spray on top of BO just smells like Axe Body Spray and BO. <laughs> oh, man, if One that's not cover church the other. camp vibes, then I don't know what well, is. Well, <laughs> I also taught high school freshmen for about seven years, and so this, oh, was, man. this was a soapbox I was on on a regular basis. <laughs> don't because worry. I used to keep travel-sized deodorant inside my cabinet at the church that I worked in with uh, <laughs> address labels for each person and i was like you just got home from school Uh uh-uh here deodorant before we even get started with bible study i'm like that's that's how it's working absolutely (laughs) absolutely i'm loving this podcast already we may not talk about your business much but we're having a really fun time hey that's what i'm here for (laughs) that's right so i'm curious and, and again this wasn't a direction i planned to go in but i love the idea that you brought up as far as helping people who help yeah. people yeah um what kind of help 
do yeah. you give them? So I'm actually a teacher at heart. Okay. And I feel like, you know, my background, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home. And so the amount of autonomy that I had was very limited. Mm. I actually didn't know that mental health existed until I went to college. That right. And so... It was, you know, I can look back now as a mental health professional and I can see, wow, me feeling like I was going to throw up in the middle of a test when I was in sixth grade and like ran out of the classroom. That was a panic attack. Mm -hmm. You know, that was test anxiety. Um or the times where I felt like my heart was beating out of my chest was anxiety mm -hmm. or the times where I felt like I couldn't move forward was depression, yeah. you know, but my parents, um, they had limited knowledge about mental health just because of how they were raised and where they're from. I'm, I'm originally from New York. We moved to Arkansas when I was one and oh, wow. they also came from very conservative Christian. My mom's Catholic, mm. um, or was raised Catholic. Yeah. My dad was raised Methodist. And so, um, having that environment where they were raised and they were just like, you know, it was God that healed you. Yeah. It wasn't anything else. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know it existed. Yeah. And so I went to college and at University of the Ozarks, I actually majored in radio, television, video and strategic communication. Nice. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Did so, that fit on your degree? You know, they just did it RTV. So oh, if okay. anyone just like asked what it's like, what the hell is RTV? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you know, you know, I just yeah. got to put it all out there. But um, so I, I went ahead and I, I, I had that experience and I, went to college and um, I was struggling with an eating disorder at the time. Okay. And I had lost like 90 pounds my senior year of wow. high school. I got addicted to diet pills. Mm. And um, when I ran out of diet pills, I was oddly enough taking NyQuil and Tylenol PM during the day. So that way I would just like completely dissociate to everything around me. Cause I, I didn't want to feel my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so my professor found me passed out in um, one of the classrooms in our building in Walker Hall mm -hmm. and, you know, called the nurse. I had con I told one person like, hey, I haven't ate in like five days. And he was trying to get me to eat. And I was just like, no, I can't do it. Um, I was like, I'm finally the body that I want to be. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm where I'm at. Like, I have to keep doing this. I have to do this for people to be proud of me. Mm. And um, so I developed a really good relationship with the nurse mm -hmm. and um, she sent me to therapy and I had a therapist that probably wasn't the best therapist mm -hmm. that existed out there. Okay. Um, and when we started talking about anxiety and depression, he was like, Oh yeah, you definitely have that, which opened my eyes to like a whole brand new thing. Cause I didn't even know that it existed. Wow. But then when we started about talking about eating disorders, he says, I mean, I could tell you that you have anorexia, but you're not skinny enough to have anorexia. What? I know. And I was like, okay. Right. Um, Work so harder starving yourself. I was like, <laughs> I will just eat one Lunchable a week. Slacker. <laughs> I know. And, wow. And so. That's I, ridiculous. It was, it, it was an experience for sure. And. 
after that year, after my freshman year, our campus actually got rid of um, counseling on campus. Wow. And you had Sounds to. Sounds like they needed to. Yeah, well, yeah. And um, instead of hiring a good therapist, they decided they were just going to refer to the community clinic. Okay. And um, in order to get free appointments at the community clinic, you needed to go talk to your resident assistant and tell them that w- what was going on with you. And then they would de- deem whether or not you needed counseling. I was like, I'm not talking to anybody about what's right. going on with me, especially my peers. Right. You know, that well, was, and I've never met an RA that was some sort of psychological whiz. Correct. You know, correct. They're, they're just kids getting through school, too. Exactly. And so I had all this shame built up from having a mental illness. Mm. Right. And then I'm still at this point very attached to the church. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just like, all of my help comes from this. That's that's what I got to focus on. I got to be really good at this. And I even told people in my degree, I was like, I'm doing this so I can learn new technologies and I can help people, I can help youth with these new technologies and learn about God in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. And so that was you know, ultimately my goal was to be a really good youth minister mm-hmm. or go to seminary and become an ordained minister. And um, as I was going through the program, the Boston Marathon bombing happened while oh, I was wow. in school, yeah. and I got to report on that. And it was just this sense of like, I'm asking these people how they are, and I can't care about them because I just have to get a story, mm. you know? And that was like kind of my first hint. Like, mm, I really just need to be helping people. I just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then after I graduated, um, getting a job in any sort of broadcasting or communications, you have to have five years of experience right out the gate from college. You can't just go straight into it. Right. Um, especially, you know, I know it was 2016, but things have evolved so much. Like, you know, anyone can start a podcast. Anyone can do these things now because we have so many different technologies out there where people are creating their own social media campaigns Mm -hmm. and all of these things. But back then it was still very corporate. right? Right. And so I ended up becoming a youth minister in Kansas and went through a lot of really rough transitions. Mm. Um, I went to Kansas to try and get away from Arkansas for a little bit, get some fresh perspective and the church treated me absolutely awful and they ended up putting me on a mental health leave um, and said like hey you just you can't do this well enough you know like you you are struggling you're not there like we can't have you in the church yeah and so i was in a city where i had no friends no nothing 60 days half my pay and no benefits and i saw a therapist his name is joel and He owns a practice in Wichita. Absolutely love him to death. And I sat through and I talked with him about all my relationship problems, all the things I was running away from, all the struggles that I had with the church, and finally came to a conclusion like, I can't stay here, Mm. you know? And um, you have to have this license, you know, can't go across state lines and everything. So Joel was like, if you go back to Arkansas, I can't be your therapist. Oh, wow. And I said, that's okay. And, you know, Jesus doesn't pay for health insurance. So I didn't have any. He sure don't. <laughs> Let me tell you. And so um, I had racked up a pretty penny of yeah. seeing him. And he looked at me, he said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go back home. You're going to go to school. You're going to become a therapist. And then when a young woman who is struggling 
just like you are, sits across from you on the couch and says, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this. You're going to tell her that it's taken care of. Mm. And I was like, okay. And he said, don't worry about cost. Go be a therapist. Pay it forward. And so that experience that I had, um, you know, having a communications degree and going into therapy, all my therapy professors were like, what the hell are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just learned in all of the things I was working with, like, I love PTSD and who doesn't have PTSD more than therapists? Like no, we joke. go into this field with all of this trauma and all this built up stuff. And we partially think that we're going to fix ourselves by being therapists. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And, and it's just so, it's so crazy to have this, um, community that I've been able to become part of, you know, being there for helpers and giving them psychoeducation that they've heard before, that they probably teach to other people, but telling it to them in a compassionate and empathetic tone so they hear it for the first time applied to them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, long way of getting there. Every therapist, every helper has a backstory, but we don't always ask what those are, right? We Mm -hmm. don't always know all the trauma that people are carrying. It's my job to be that listener. It's Mm -hmm. my job to hold space for those people. And it takes a lot of boundaries and it takes a lot of work, but it's so, so worth it. Yeah. Because I love being able to be there for people and giving them that educational piece that is specifically built for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so when it's time to when it's time to share these teachings or lessons with yeah. your with your clients, um, is that just something that you think on, meditate on? Uh, how, how do you decide what you're going to give to yeah. people? So do you want the politically correct answer or do you want the Becca answer? Well, because- there's been nothing politically correct about this entire episode, <laughs> so I think you should just give us the Becca answer. I literally pull it out of my ass sometimes. Okay. There is, no, I'm I'm actually <laughs> I'm a really good therapist. Hired. I'm coming to you every Wednesday. I love it. Finally, somebody will tell the truth. Man. Man, and no, there's a there's a quote from Michael Scott in the office that says, sometimes I'll just start a sentence and I don't really know where it's yes. going. I just hope it finds itself along the way. Yes. And that, which by the way is podcast hosting. Oh, so yeah, just so you know, that's how it is being a therapist. Oh, too. perfect. Well, then I we mean, have a lot in common. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm not going to hair flip or anything right. like that, but I got an award for impromptu speaking oh! when I was in FBLA in nice. high school. I made up a story about a friend dying. It made everyone cry oh. and I got the award. It was it was perfect, oh, perfect. Classic American Idol strategy, <laughs> I right? I know. I know. I'm the next American Idol because I've suffered through insert the yes, blank. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. It was it was perfect. Um, and my friend like ran into a mailbox and died. Apparently, the, oh. it, it just caught the judges. It, it worked. <laughs> so you know, it, whatever Becca can pull out of her ass, it, it, it's perfect. Um, but no, oh it, psychoeducation. I actually kind of learned it modeled from my OBGYN. Okay, so this is really What? Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay, but I'm go, listening. With, go with me on this. All right. So 
I've had a lot of, you know, female issues throughout my whole entire life. I had um, an ovarian cyst that was seven inches and destroyed one of my ovaries. And I went to the ER three times in my freshman year. That's super painful, I've heard. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Wow. And um, completely destroyed my ovary. But I had gone to the ER three times. The doctor didn't listen to me, said I just had anxiety. I was just a dramatic college student. All that kind of stuff. Uh Third time, I said, you are putting me in every single machine to figure out why I'm in so much pain. And they were like, oh, wow, you have this giant cyst. And um, you could die from this. And I was like, cool. And Uh so... They took my ovary and um, they, without telling me, because, you know, why tell the woman what's going on with her body? That, that right. would just be ridiculous. Yeah. Boy, and, you just bridged into an entirely different conversation. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to yeah, be yeah. careful So it, it's just a whole thing. But yeah. I, the OB that I was with was horrible. Didn't, didn't ever tell me what was going on with my life. And then my OB that I have now, love her to death, refer everyone to her, Um she took her time with me. And I remember this one time asking her a question and she just looked at me and she just goes, Hmm, hold on a second. Let me think about that. And I was just like, this is exactly what you need in a doctor. This is exactly what you need in a therapist. So I see the the same population, Mm -hmm. but everyone comes to me with a very unique story. I bet. And so like, I'm like, yes, you can say I'm pulling it out of my ass, but at the same time, it's like I'm listening so intently to every mm-hmm. single story. And I'm like, what's the common theme here? Mm-hmm. What do we need to address? So good. And so it's like having that experience with my OB and her spending the time with me. We went through so many different birth controls for pain management, mm-hmm. so many conversations about what it would look like if I try to get pregnant, so many conversations about everything, mm-hmm. right? And just like having someone that was like, I'm not worried about making it on time for my next appointment. My patients understand that I take time for them. And just being able to be present for a human being and let them know that they're listening. Absolutely. And and that's how I teach. That's how I, I, I like to build plans. I like to know how people learn Mm -hmm. and I like to speak directly to them. If they're a visual learner, I I had one person that was sitting on my couch the other day and I literally got a whiteboard out and I said, here, um, draw Mm -hmm. what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, write this word so you can see what you're saying. Um, I've had people like I have a Google doc that I share with one patient that has, she writes a journal every single week of everything that's going on. And then I go in the day before the appointment and I comment, you know, I put like little edit comments on Mm. there and like, Hey, you're doing a good job. No, this is great. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then we go through and share screen and we write on the Google doc in the middle of the session. And so it's like, I'm not your traditional, just sit on the couch and listen type Mm -hmm. kind of therapist. I'm Mm -hmm. like, let's, you come to me because you want to work on this. Yeah. Let's, work on it yeah and so it, it it's fun i i really enjoy what i do yeah it's incredible i know that therapy itself is often referred to as uh putting in the self-work yes, right yes. um and so i love what you said there because sometimes i wonder what kind of self-work am i putting in if i'm in a passive role on a couch yeah you know what i'm saying and yeah. so i love the fact that you insert your patients into more of an active role into oh, yeah. discovering what they're going through and how they're feeling and all that good stuff um that's that's fantastic becca this conversation just took a life of its own believe it or not we're yeah. already out of 
of time. So yeah. if people want to know more about the therapy office or they want to follow you on socials or whatever, why don't you tell them how we can learn more about Becca Ferguson and the therapy office? Absolutely. So if you want to know more about me, I have two businesses. I've got me as an individual and I've got the therapy office. So if you want to know about the therapy office, if you're a helper and you want to be able to um, reach out to me for help, then go to thetherapyofficear.com. Unfortunately, a person with a really bad website stole the domain for the therapy office. No way. Yes, I know. And it's not even in Arkansas. Aww. And I'm a little disappointed in it. So thetherapyofficear.com or you can check out beccafergusonlpc.com. If you're new to therapy and you don't know if it's something that you want to work on, um, beccafergusonlpc.com has online courses that are self-based, on-demand that you can go check out, self-care versus self-comfort smart goals, the wise mind, and another one that I can't remember off the top. Oh, the window of tolerance trauma. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess you tried to bury that one. Deeper. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like my trauma in general. <laughs> right, so, right, you know. right. Me too. Um, and if you just happen to be listening to this and you're like, wow, I have a lot of anger problems. Then I have a court mandated anger management on demand course mm. on my website too. So, wow. um, if you uh, need to go check that out, BeccaFergusonLPC.com or TheTherapyOfficeAR.com. Follow me on all the socials as at BeccaFergusonLPC. Yeah. So for um, what I'd like to think we did here this morning is not only have a fun conversation, but hopefully for someone that's listening out there debating whether or not therapy is for them, yeah. do I need to find someone to talk to? My hope is that by you and I joking around and being a little silly, we've created yeah. maybe a uh, an easier on-ramp for someone to give you a call and all of that course. good stuff. So I usually leave the episode with tell us how we can find you, but I just feel in my heart right now that when I usually need to follow that when I feel it, if there is somebody out there listening that says, you know what, I've been thinking about, maybe it's time for me to find someone to talk to. Is there in, is there some sort of internal litmus test or something like that yeah. that people can say, okay, I checked this box and this box. I probably really do need to find someone. You know, um, there's a lot of resources out there for sure. Here's the thing. And it, as a therapist and as a human being, I feel like this is so important. Listen to yourself. Mm. You know, if you're over here, like, do I need this? And you're asking the question, listen to yourself. Yeah. You know, um, every therapist is different. I think that everyone deserves to go therapist shopping. I'm not the therapist for everyone, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, have a niche because that's who I help the best. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're considering therapy or if you're in crisis and you need to talk to someone, um, you can go on psychology today to look for a therapist that matches your unique needs, or you can go, um, for in crisis situations, you can use the number 988 to get in contact with the suicide hotline or the Arkansas crisis center or text it, um, to talk to a crisis counselor right away. And they always have resources that you can use as well. There's no shame in it. Even when I used to work with the suicide hotline, I used to use it myself whenever I had anxiety and needed hmm. to talk to someone. Really? So there's a lot of times where it's just listening to your gut. If yeah. you feel like, there's no shame in it. Mental health is now becoming something where people are now talking a little bit more openly about mm -hmm. it. It's a little harder in Arkansas, mm -hmm. um, but we're coming around to it. So yeah. let's 
let's go ahead and expand it. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've noticed is when I tell people that I have a therapist, it's less of mm-hmm. the whole like, oh, must be something wrong with him yep. and more like, wow, you treat yourself that good. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's like uh, yeah. it's almost like what cruising used to be for vacationers. It was only <laughs> yes. the people that that really understood how much of a bargain and fun time cruises were. Now everybody goes on cruises, right? Oh, of course. And so I still haven't, though. I need to do that. I need oh, to you it. so need I, to. I watched the Titanic too many times. Dude, for real. But <laughs> the water's warmer in the Caribbean <laughs> than it is in the North Atlantic. So, you know, okay, you yeah. do have to consider that. I anyway, guess, I guess. guys, we're just having too much fun. If I don't put an end to this, we'll keep going all day and then you'll lose complete focus and track of what you're doing. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, Becca, I, I think you and I need to do this again more Absolutely. than once. You're super easy to talk to and I laughed a whole lot, but I also learned a whole lot too. So for Becca Ferguson and the therapy office, my name is Adam Robison. You've been listening to another podcast on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. We will see you next time.